bring back the Duke. Dan it, Dan it, Dan it, Dan it, Dan it, Dan it, Dan it. I like that. It's gonna be my new theme song. To be honest, I'm only halfway joking as I say bring back the Duke. If you've watched my first Bridgerton video, then you know that he was my favorite part about the first season. And I personally wanted to see how he took to being a father, dealing with his past traumas and whatnot. I was also not looking forward to seeing Anthony Bridgerton as the lead, but because a reggae John Page, when told the show needed him for season two, responded, well that's too damn bad. And I have a tendency to like to finish something I've started, here we are. But I may be eating crow today because I actually liked Anthony's storyline. Now don't get me wrong, the show still has the monotonous slow drag of nothingness vibe. And that may just be a personal problem because I'm more of a rom-com girl instead of just rom. But let me set the scene. Fan favorite Eloise takes center stage as she is the next girl in line to marry. We all know that Eloise is not here for the theatrics of what comes with finding the season's diamond, but luckily for her, the queen's obsession with appealing to the town's gossip blogger caused an abrupt end to the ceremony. And it really tickled me to see how much <laughs> Lady Whistledown got under her skin. She kept trying to play it down, but it's like, girl, you ain't fooling nobody. <laughs> Definitely representing how society values other people's opinions so much, specifically people who don't know them, and especially when it's negative attention. Why is that? Hmm. But anyways, because Anthony is the eldest and has to carry on the Bridgerton name, he's on the chopping block to settle down. Marry one of these girls, have some babies, take care of everybody because this is life and you must live it. I didn't notice until this season, but Anthony and Eloise are a lot alike in the sense that neither of them necessarily want to go the traditional route. It's an obligation they are being made to fulfill. So Anthony, who is clearly uninspired, goes on a series of Tinder dates, swiping left on every girl that blinks too many times or exhales too deeply. I mean, nobody is good enough for this man. That is until he lays eyes on Miss Sharma. Now, Miss Sharma and Miss Edwina Sharma. <laughs> every time, every time they introduced them, I was cracking up. I would have been like, um, excuse me. So we're just going to sit here and pretend I don't have a first name. That's what we doing. You know my name. <laughs> I'm sure there is a reason they addressed them that way, but child. I would have been over it. So Kate and Edwina, along with their mother, are new to town. Well, the mother had lived there before, but there was a bit of a rocky situation there. But they're all crashing at auntie's house because Edwina gotta snag her a man. Now, I automatically began to wonder why Kate wouldn't be first. I mean, she is the oldest. Well, turns out she don't want a man. She wants to live her life doing what she enjoys with no commitment to a conventional life. And I mean, who could blame her? Live your life the way you want, sis. In the meantime, at the Featherington household, everything is falling apart. They have no money. They are literally scraping by to make ends meet. The mom is all walking around. How much are these books? Hmm. Guess I'm gonna have to sell this wig, child. 
Well, she didn't say that, but you get the point. Like, she was looking for any and everything. That is, until the new Lord Featherington arrived to take care of them. And they kept addressing him as the new Lord Featherington, and it was confusing me. Because I'm like, are they saying this because they'll be revealing his name later? Or they don't know his name because they met him through a matchmaking agency or something? Like, what is the deal? No. They literally mean the new Lord Featherington, as in he is a Featherington. A cousin, to be exact. Keeping it all in the family. Just nasty. But I'll get to them in a minute. Let's dig into Anthony, Kate, and Edwina. Anthony makes it abundantly clear that he is a clout chaser. Why do I say this? Well, of all the girls he could have begun courting, he passed on all of them seeking the season's diamond. Edwina, the love of his life's sister. He went to blame it on, oh, the other girls aren't compatible. Nah, you just didn't give him a chance. Now, initially I felt like, why don't he and Kate just get together and find Edwina, somebody else with money and call it a day? Like, why deny yourself of something you truly want? Well, I guess if they did that, we wouldn't have the handy dandy enemies to lovers trope. Something that was attempted in the first season, but failed. In season two, it works with Anthony and Kate because the actors had great chemistry. You felt the tension between them through simple glances and sly remarks. You felt when they longed for each other, but was holding back because they were in denial. When he told her, you are the bane of my existence and object of my desires, there was no denying that he felt both of those emotions, okay? <laughs> you believed it when he began to open up to her and felt a safe space with her. And there was a slow build to their relationship. You saw it developing, going through its stages. It wasn't an overnight, I hate you, the next day we're hot and ready. And that's why it worked. And in the midst of their growing passion, Anthony is actually courting Edwina. He's fulfilling his duties and she's falling for the perception of him. Now, on one hand, I get it that Kate had this grand plan to make sure that her sister marries well so that she would be accepted by the grandparents. And because she saw that her sister was truly falling for the Viscount, she decided not to say anything. On the other hand, I feel like she should have been upfront with her from the beginning. She should have trusted her more that she would not have just married whoever just to appease the grandparents. From what I've seen, she doesn't give me, I'll just settle for anything. Like let her in on the scheme so that y'all can scheme together. But the thing that I really appreciated about this whole situation between all of them, Kate really took her sister's feelings into consideration. She set boundaries and even Anthony, he set boundaries. They never went to the next level as to disrespect at Weena. Every episode I was like, oh Lord, this is about to happen. Edwina about to walk in on them doing some things, but it never happened. That love that Kate had was really felt and the respect that Anthony had was made very clear. And I love that. Unfortunately, I can't say the same about Lady Featherington as it pertains to her family. The love and respect is not there. Some people may argue that she by any means necessary provided for her family and that is an honorable thing to do. However, comma, there are exceptions to the rule. Making your daughter marry her cousin qualifies as an exception. Talking about that's your fourth cousin. Girl, what? What? Then I started to thinking about her mothering skills in general in comparison to the other mothers. 
you have Lady Bridgerton, who you can tell really has her kids' best interest at heart. She truly wants them to be happy. She parents each child according to who they are, even when she has her own vision in mind. Eloise is a great example. Though she started liking a guy, which good for her if she found somebody because she was not having it before she met him. But even before she met him, her mother tried to nudge her in the direction of being like Daphne, but ultimately respecting who she was. And you can just tell she doesn't take being a mother lightly. That was made evident when she was in labor and she told the doctor like, listen, yes, Anthony's the man of the house now, but he is a child. I'm the mama. Direct your questions over here. And I do believe had she known the immense pressure Anthony was dealing with after his father's death, she would have helped him to cope better. Then you have Miss Sharma. She has a hands-off approach. She lets her children lead the way as she supports them along the way. Still very caring and loving. When it's time for her to speak up, she does. Still very chill. Then you have Lady Danbury, who isn't a mother that I know of, but she takes on that role, mother slash cool auntie. She makes it known like, as long as you don't try to play me, I got your back. Strict, but still, you feel the love. So when I think about Lady Featherington and her disregard for her children, it's like, ew. It's all about the image of the family and what others may think. She doesn't care about the well-being of her kids. Heck, she doesn't even know that Penelope has the whole town hanging on to her every word from right down the hall. Which, let's get into Penelope. First of all, we got to see how she gets her lady whistle-down letters out and homegirl plays zero games. She don't take no for an answer. What she says goes. Real cutthroat. I respect the hustle. And remember last video, I said she didn't have a life. That's why she has time for all of this. When she was talking to Colin and he said he was taking a break from women and she was like, I am a woman. And he said, you are pin. You do not count. You are my friend. Friend? Are you serious right now? I could have died for her. Oh my God. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> my stomach would have dropped to my feet after hearing that. I felt so bad for her. However, comma. All of that went away when she did what she did to Eloise. I had been wondering how long it would take Eloise to catch on. I mean, she's her best friend. They're always together. Not to mention Lady Whistledown had been implementing quite a few things that Eloise was feeling every time she gave a critique. But when Penn threw her under the bus to save herself from the wrath of the queen, I was done with her. I mean, had the whole town side eyeing Eloise for spending time alone with the boy knowing nothing happened between them after she promised not to do it at that like this is literally your only friend never mind the fact that colin finally came around wait until he finds out what you did to his sister back to the print shop you go bridgerton season two did you enjoy it better than the first season what were some standout moments for you i will say that it was funnier than the first season though it wasn't my level of rom-com funny but I was like it. On a personal level, if you care to share, I'm curious to know. Have you ever been in a situation where a family member or a friend was dating someone that you liked or that liked you, similar to Edwina and Kate? 
How did that pan out? Oh, and have you ever been friend zoned like Penelope? Many of us have friend zoned others, but I rarely hear stories from the other side. Let's see, I've never been friend zoned that I can think of, which clearly means if I ever was, I wasn't checking for you anyways, because I didn't even notice. <laughs> um, I've never liked someone that was dating a friend or a relative. I've had times where someone liked me, though my friend liked them. That's happened plenty of times. And I would just pretend like I didn't see it. Like, what do you say to that? It's awkward. Um, Blush Bunny merch is linked below, as well as the podcast. Make sure you guys are following in or subscribe to the podcast. Go ahead and click the link now while you're here so that you don't forget again. Go ahead and do it. I'll wait. Speaking of forgetting, I've been meaning to say thanks to those who have been sharing my videos. I can see that I have Facebook likes in my analytics on most of my videos and I don't have a Facebook. So that means somebody is sharing it, whoever you are. It means so much to me that you enjoy my videos that much that you wanna share with others and anyone else who shares the links on other platforms or if you're like texting it to people, thank you so much. Means way more than you could ever imagine. It truly does. And with that being said, if you haven't done so already, be sure to click like and hop on over to that subscribe button and hit the bell. Otherwise, YouTube will never show you my videos. As always, I'm all ears. Until next time, bye.